Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's an absolute honor to be able to have a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. I'm so excited. We are Hot Button. More specifically, I'm Randall Beatrice. You've met Matt Nudaboom. Hey, hello. Off the side in the producer's seat is Austin Blakesley. Hello. Hi, Austin. And for our listeners out there, we are with Elise Noor. Uh, author of Boss Fight's GoldenEye 007, I have here on the table, as well as uh, an associate professor of English at the Regis University in Denver, Colorado, uh, co-editor of Switchback Books, and writer of several poetry collections, such as Mega City Redux, Copper Mother, and Annotated Glass, here with us via Zoom to discuss her GoldenEye novel. Um, <laughs> it's so fascinating. Uh, for those unaware, it essentially chronicles the entire in, like, in-depth timeline of how the N64 Classic came to be, from its earliest conception to its debut. And uh, you can order it online right now at uh, bossfightbooks.com or Amazon. Um, and uh, Elise, how's it going today? Wait, before we continue, <laughs> we had a disagreement. Is it Alice or Elise? It's Elise. Randall I was right. I can't believe it. I was positive yes. I was correct. Positive. So, well done. Very good. Of course, you can expect the next upcoming book, There Once Was a Man from Nantucket, A History of Limericks in the Western World. <laughs> uh, and as Matt has hinted at, um, first and foremost, it goes with, uh, yeah, first and foremost, it goes without saying just how thankful we are to have uh, this talk with you. Absolutely. Uh, we love GoldenEye. It's really special to us. Uh, I got my, uh, my clob shirt on. I don't know. I don't know if she's able to see yeah. it from back there. Oh he's my god, all, that's amazing! It used to fit better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, insert coin. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, so I'm not sure how familiar you are with uh, our podcast, but it's all um, it's all about hard hitting research and telling stories of significant things that have uh, happened in gaming history. Uh, everything Ooh. from troubled tales of development to controversies to business failures, uh, successes as well, of course, such with uh, this subject. Uh, one that has been at the top of my list since we began this years ago. Literally, we wrote a list of episodes before we started, and Goldeneye, I think, was the third or yeah. second one. It's been on the backlog for a long Amazing. time. Your book was absolutely vital in the process for organizing our script. Um, the moment it came across that Kickstarter, I immediately jumped on the opportunity. And it was a fun oh, read. thank you. Yes, it was actually, I, Brandy, actually let me borrow his copy. It was a pleasure to read. Yes, I got it back with the uh, uh, notes. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to highlight anything because it's not my copy of the book. And so I got all these like sticky notes just sticking out of the side of the book. And, but and We were shocked to learn so much, especially because we thought we'd already known everything there was to know about GoldenEye. It's neat to oh, discover yeah. that we were wrong. There's a lot out there. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was uh, also was blown away that I, uh, I saw that you wrote the one in there series on the Super Mario Brothers 3 which the folks yes. sitting with me can vouch that that is also a forever favorite of mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We're, we're already in talks. We're yeah. just like, listen, if this the goes well. Occurred, I can't wait to get it Yeah, next, like, listen, uh, if this goes well, you, you want to talk about Super Mario Brothers 3 on the podcast? I would love too. to. Yes. I would love yeah, to. Right. Yes, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> that said, I want to use this hour wisely, so uh, are I ready for a few questions? Absolutely. Yeah, fire away. Great. Um, by serendipitous cir circumstance, the Great White Whale of video games uh, re-releases, that is GoldenEye 007, was <laughs> finally ported to current-gen consoles this past month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. through some unusual means. Um, curiously, are you still a gaming enthusiast? Uh, have you tried either of those versions out yet? Uh, I am. I've, I've played it on the Switch. I even um, got online with a few old high school buddies. Really? Um, and played. Yeah, awesome. played played remotely. Of course, you have to, like... <laughs> 
completely reconfigure your controller yeah, to make it, on there. Make, to I, make it make sense. I cannot believe we're having this conversation because I did, he did the Switch version. I did the Xbox. I did the Switch version. Uh, Listen, Game Pass one, but. I just want to say, I the game was originally single analog, and so I played the no, game wrong. single analog default control. But it's like you could not stand it. Stand, you needed that double analog. Uh, well, it's it was less about that because I'm accustomed plenty to to that single analog too. It's just. I don't, it's not the same controller. The shape is, you know, like it's, it's exactly unless you have that exactly. USB one that's like rare now that you can. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. When I was playing, when I was playing through the game to write the book, I played on the original N64 with my original N64 yeah. controller. Yeah, and it, yeah. the, the muscle memory comes back, you know, yeah. but then yes. when I was playing it on my switch, I expected to use it, you know, the way that you use a, a, a Modern Putting console, shoot uh, on modern, the modern L controller. button was uh, yeah. That's a sin. <laughs> you just what am I left-handed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's got to be the, the trigger. And you guys have completely yeah. you've just completely destroyed my argument with Randy. I was just like, I'm like the controls are fine. Stop whining, okay? And this shoot like, was all. I can't all believe wrong. this. I can't believe. Um, it. But that's incredible, by the way. <laughs> I'm a Halo guy. Well, and so. the up down, the up down, the up down is the weirdest thing, right? Like how the how the um, yeah. inverted up and down. That's the one that that's a real by default. I think even in the N64, yeah. this guy though, he, yeah. that's what uh, yeah. all inverted all the way. No, I'm not. We're not flying planes here. I got a backwards here. brain. Okay. You know what? <laughs> exactly. Don't judge me. I, uh, you know what? I don't know if I turned this off in the original N64 one. Uh, I had to turn off auto look ahead because when you're mm -hmm. aiming at machine guns, it's like you're aiming up and you get the perfect shot, and then Bond's like, "What's on the ground?" You know? It's just. <laughs> I like, know. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite mission, uh, weapon, or music track from the game? Oh, I really like the um, the depot track. Um, oh yeah, okay. It's kind of a deep, it's kind of a deeper yeah. cut. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> fun. Um, it's got kind of like a, a cool groove. Yeah, um, yeah. I really like the laser. I think it's fun not to have to worry about ammo. ammo. And, and I That's feel true. very yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a sci-fi person. Can shoot and my walls. favorite, my favorite mission is probably. Um, I mean, it's probably the, the, that really, really, really annoying one um, toward the end control where you're trying to keep <laughs> Natalia the alive. Of control out there. Wow. Only <laughs> because when you do it, you're it's like, elaborate, that yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but like, you're like, oh my God, I just, I just finally did it. <laughs> you're free to if you like. We're, oh, yeah. we're okay here. That yeah. was, we are a yes. or an R-rated podcast. Yeah. You can curse. That, is, that yeah. is actually the last level that me and Randy both beat on Double O Agent before we got Temple. Yeah. I, that was like the one level that I was like, I'm so thankful this is the last level because it's like Still I, I'm flashbacks. Like, I can't do anything you, more than this. when you like. It's you know, a really horrible yeah, level. I mean, <laughs> after protecting Tally yeah, for the first time. <laughs> it is very good. And she's though. and she's always she's like James, you're being too loud. Yeah, I can barely can you think over here. And I'm like, go fuck oh, yourself, yeah, Natalia. Yeah. Like, I'm keeping you alive. <laughs> we were just, I was just saying, going back to this, it's like it's a long one too. I mean, controls yeah. like yes. yeah. Natalia yeah. in yeah. the movie is such like a like an empowered Bond woman, and in yes. the game she's kind of a sociopathic bimbo a little bit because she's yes. like she's going through jungle. Yes. She's, she's having like, fun uh, yeah. slaughtering. She's just oh, yeah. like it's so fun to shoot people. I think that it just I think control captures a lot of like the humor in the game yeah, like, yeah. like those those guys put it in there just to piss you off right True. and also the very Please 90s quality of like yeah. oh yeah boris <laughs> and the fact that there's like no there's no save points right so if you no. are at the very end and she gets killed you're yeah, back at the beginning it. in the fucking elevator and so, oh my god <laughs> starting with the drone guns in the ceiling once more yeah, yeah. so it's very much a product of its time right yeah. like of that, of that challenge too. i will say yes. Yes. i will say control is very frustrating i would not take that like i couldn't you can't take that level out and have the same game 
it is iconic I mean, and it's right. very good. It's, yeah. like a, it's a love hate level for me for sure. But yes, I agree. And it makes great. cradle feel easy, right? Like when you get to yeah, cradle, you're like, oh! you're like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Right. absolutely. Zena's <laughs> is more of a challenge than Alec is. So yeah, be aware uh, of it's Aztec, true. Though. It's true. <laughs> yes, Aztec don't mess with a woman named Zena on a top. Um, what was your uh, first Bond film and which is your number one? Do you prefer like the suave era, the campy era, the gritty era? Like, I'm one of those millennials who was introduced to the entire franchise through this game. Same. So the first, yeah, the right. first movie I saw was Goldeneye yep. and that'll always be my favorite. Pierce Brosnan will always be my Bond. Um, can't, can't look back. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Craig is too messy. He's, he's always sweating. Yeah. He's sweaty and he's like, he's like burly and like big and there, there I'm, I'm just a... like, I want... Yeah. I want my effet, you know, uh, glamorous Pierce Brosnan. This game and then, like, and, and then that movie was, like, probably one of the first, like, strong rapports I built with my dad. Like, that like Aww. that we could come to, yeah. like, the, an, an agreement on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. My grandfather, my grandfather always loved James Bond, and he has a tradition of after the opening epic crazy action sequence, yeah. he will always turn to you, and he'll say the same thing every time. He'll turn to you and say... <laughs> It could happen. <laughs> and I think Goldeneye's a good answer. It saved the, you know, like, essentially the franchise. Um, I know the right. director, he did Casino Royale, essentially saving it again after, like, later yes. after Die Another Day. Yes, so. absolutely. Yes. I yeah, think, no, it's, uh, a, it's, it's a cool movie. I think, yeah, Goldeneye and Casino Royale. Great Royale, score, too. Yeah, they both come very oh, yeah. close, but, like, Goldeneye just edges it out just a little bit. Yeah. Not only just because I think, you know, you mentioned this in the book, it's like, they managed to reinvent Bond for that era, but it's like, if you actually look closely, we were watching it one night, if you look closely enough, all of the formula, it's pieces sweet. of the formula are there. I realize I'm like, oh my God, the bad guy has a secret lair underneath a fake <laughs> lake, and you don't realize yeah, it. No, because it, they disguise it they to disguise way more it, like it modern. Makes, yeah. When you're watching it, it makes total sense. It's like, yeah, it's a satellite It's a satellite antenna. Of course, he's yes. got like control yes. operations, but yeah. then you're like, it's an underground a satellite base. that just fell over a few years ago, I think, the, right? That was yeah. The, yeah, the real one. I mean, yeah. I talk about this in the book, but that's why I think it's such an interesting film because it's got all those classic yeah. trademark James Bond things, but it's also very much a product of its time, of like the world of 1995, yeah. and of transitioning bond from like the cold war into the modern era yes so it's, it's pretty cool in that i love that you also like in reference uh you pointed out in your book that it's it kind of um it's it sort of like represented our fears of like of ever-evolving technology like yeah. and, and, and like going into the new like generation yes i think i think <laughs> yeah. i mentioned this when we were watching it but the goldmine satellite it's not a missile platform or a laser it's, no, an what is EMP, it really? it's an EMP yes, gun. Yeah, and, it's yeah, like, yeah. and it's like, it's insane That's that a it's very, like, like, it's, it's a, a very modern take yeah. of just like uh, an EMP blast can do more right. destruction than like a nuke, <laughs> right. like a laser or a nuke. And it's like, it completely right. will destroy people's lives. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like, it's going to, it's going to take, a, it's going to shut down the world's banking system. Yeah. So it's not, <laughs> it's in like, some ways it's not oh, as no. big as, but, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. when you remember, this is like the Y2K no, era, yeah, right? No. Like that is what we were scared of. And I love how sneaking around, even in the game, you're like, you're not stealing weapons things and, and, and you know, like, um, you're stealing data and you're, yeah. you're stealing... That right? there's, like, like value so, to yeah. that, that with, is, like, new right. audiences. That like, is man, such concept. a good point, totally. yeah. And you have to shoot computers. You have to shoot computers and screens and cameras. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Okay, you know what? Uh, yeah, let's get it. We'll get it. You know what? I won't gush anymore because we'll go for another 10 minutes. Uh, it has to be overwhelming to collect all that information, conduct those interviews, and uh, edit your material into such a cohesive, like, narrative of events. Um, what was it like sculpting that mountain of research into the book's final like polished yeah. state? How long did that take? 
<laughs> well, I, I, I'm so glad you asked because I think this is really fun. This is what I really enjoyed was the the collecting stage. Um, yeah, I knew yeah. I knew going into this project that there was already so much information about GoldenEye's development out there, but it was all in the form of like a random one off, you know, listicle, ten right, things you didn't yeah, know about GoldenEye, or, like... or even like just standalone, you know, oral history interviews with individual members of the team. So what I wanted to do was make the definitive history, gather all of it together. Yeah. I really think I've I've read everything that's all out in there. Place. <laughs> put it in order. Put it in a story and inter- go to the team and interview the members of the team about the things no one's ever asked them um and fill in those little missing gaps yeah, so i had most i've learned about their like where they their their actual like office that was yeah that was totally <laughs> so because i had already done all the research that everyone else had already done i was able to ask them about some of the deeper cut stuff so I, basically i just had a huge google doc full of everything i was finding i was organizing it by type of information and category i put it in a linear order since this was a story from like point Point A to point B, um, and then I interviewed the guys and asked them to fill in all the all the fun little details. Okay. And I think in some in some cases they were a little relieved, like, "Oh, I get to talk about something new," or like, "Yeah, I bet you know, they were not like, same no shit." Ever, yeah, approached me about <laughs> yeah. that before. Like, yeah, normally so, they're probably used to you know delivering the same lines. But uh, was there anything yeah. you chose to leave out? Uh, like that was going to be my next there question. There was a lot. Yes. there was yeah. a lot because <laughs> I tend to write. Floor. I tend to. Oh yeah, I tend to write really, really long. The the first draft of this was probably really sounds like uh, um, someone we know, Elise. <laughs> yeah, who yeah, chooses nice. to leave nothing yes. out of his script and yes. they go for three it's hours. Important. It's great. You gotta have it. And then I mean, yeah. I, I just like having it all and then pairing it back. I'm hoping eventually to to publish some standoff articles. But some of the some oh, of my sure. favorite stuff that I had yeah. to leave out was about um, like GoldenEye folklore, especially around the speedrunning community. So speedrunner, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. like le- legendary speedrunners. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's so amazing. Streets 112. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just some really incredible stories of like cheating and like 12-year-old oh, prodigies wow. in Pakistan and like all these, <laughs> yeah, just wild things um, that I have to leave out. But yeah, but there's some good well, stuff. T- yeah, until good next stuff. time. You know, yeah. that would be an interesting <laughs> idea for a title. It's like you could do Beyond Goldeneye, which is just about this, like just talk about the fan community. Yeah. There's got to be so many interesting stories there. And yeah, what's it, what's really nuts is that when the, the paperback when the paperback of this came out, um, that wasn't even. Now there's a hardback coming out that's I like know, extended version. I, I, said, I need it, yeah. <laughs> but that's still not even everything. <laughs> I just in my Google Drive have like even more stuff, and so, someday we'll someday we'll do something with it. <laughs> I mean, you know what? One day maybe we'll hit you up and just be like, just send us your notes. It's like we're not going to publish it anywhere, but we just want to. Like we're so hungry for yeah. Goldeneye trivia. We're just going yeah. yeah. to for our episode. It's like yeah. it's just going to be for us. We're just going to hoard it greedily. It's just like we just want totally. to know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> red yarn. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the aspects of your book I found so charming was the overall positive attitude of the studio's like working environment did you find Mm. that discovery surprising considering the toxicity surrounding like modern game development not to mention the sheer number of limitations facing the team such as like time and budget adding to that pressure for sure i mean every single guy on the team that i talked to was like this was the best time of my life i had so much fun it was so great but they were also working like 18 hour day so so i had to really thread the line in, in framing it of like this is what they told me and also, like you know, this 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 could be really toxic. This this could take a toll on relationships. It's a difficult and on, balance. You, know, you want to be yeah, honest so, and take them at face right, value, but also right. kind of like challenge some. Like, right, I mean, totally, totally. And part of that is the story of why they left, right? Like that they felt they yes, weren't being yeah. properly rewarded. And so there's there's two sides. But I mean, yeah, they had really glowing things to say. And so I think that um, just trying to tell the story of like what this. I tried to frame it as like, just like, what did this moment in gaming development history yeah. feel like? Um, and I, I think a big part of why they felt so excited to spend that many hours is because 
they were working on everything. Like they, they all had a hand in everything. There was yeah, only yeah. 10 of them. And so it just felt really exciting. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of like that, that novel that just came out tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and that excitement of that era of game development. Um, yeah. yeah. I think what yeah. struck me too is like, very um, passionate. it's like, it really does highlight. It's like how different crunch feels when, depending on how meaningful the work is in front of you, this yeah. team of like, you know what, like 10 people or so. Without collaborative. You know, it without, was, yeah. Like, it's like, like their work is so right. important. Every single thing they, they right. do for this game has such a big impact that it's like they were so happy to put in those 18 hours versus like when right. you were forced to put in crunch, it is perhaps the most miserable I know time. it got to, the, right. it was uh, right. Addie Smith a, a, a little hard, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, some yeah. of them really did have, yeah, like Addie Smith had like heart palpitations and panic yeah. attacks. And, but the other thing to remember is that most of them, Addie Smith is one who was older, but most of them were fresh out of college or didn't yes, even go right. to college. And so they have that energy. They didn't have families yet. Um, they had something it. to prove. And <laughs> and what you were saying, what you were saying too, Matthew, is like they, they literally put their names and initials in the game. Like they are yeah. in the game yes. everywhere. <laughs> Right. So, yep. so yeah, so, it was, it was so their baby. They love modest. They're, like, they're each so oh, respectful of one another. Oh and, like, there's nothing but kind things. When I tell say, you, like, they, I would, I would try to gush to them. Like this game defined my childhood. It's so yeah. perfect. They would, they would visibly cringe oh, and blush. They just couldn't handle the compliment. And they're like, no, 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 no. They would say like, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything important. It was all the other guys. It was Martin. It was Dave. Like <laughs> they were just so humble. And I think it's maybe because they're British, but they, they're just okay. The yeah, yes. it's every culture. Yes. I know. And like, then they're, and they're, they're emailing me like. Like they're right. emailing me whole lines of code from the game and maps they have in their <laughs> attic. And, and they're like, what else do you need? At least like, here's all my personal photos of oh, it. I, I, at one point that I rules. sent them, I sent them the manuscript just so they could check their own quotes and make yeah. sure they were being represented. Oh, that's, failure, that's very, fairly. Yeah, that's very a couple of the guys sent me back copy editing. Like you missed a, a comma on page 10. Um, just so uh, you know. This guy. Like, yeah, no, I, I, that's what he did for I, me for this. I, I've done a lot of writing and I, I edit for him and it's like, I'm sending back revisions. It's I'm so like, nice. this is supposed to be a question so nice. mark. Yeah. But I'm like, this is this is like Martin Hollis. He like made this game and he's like, he like speaks at like conference, like conventions and yeah. stuff where like oh, fans yeah, just go up and yeah. I know I would like, I don't want to bother him, but if I ever saw him in the wild, I just like nerd out and like feel so bad. Yeah, and, just, and he's so <laughs> humble. I mean, yeah. he, he didn't, he's the he's the one that I didn't speak to over Zoom, but but he did email me a lot of thoughts and he was just, they're all so generous. Oh, they're cool. great guys. Yeah. That's amazing. You just get an email back. It's like, uh, hey, I wrote a chapter <laughs> for you. And in fact, just send me your draft, your book, I'll finish it up for you. Right, I'll just send right. it over, I'll do it. And it's like, wow, um, that, that's incredible. Uh, Goldeneye is often referenced for its longstanding mysteries and unexplained little details, uh, much in part to when players would accidentally encounter incomplete features, leftover assets, or cut content. Uh, were there any tantalizing components of the game that you wanted to finally ask the developers to shed light on, but like that maybe they either couldn't answer or did not know the answer to after so many years? I was saying maybe they just didn't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. No, there were, there were definitely some things they didn't remember. One um, that they pointed out that I had never noticed that I think a lot of people hadn't noticed is that I believe it's at the end of Streets or Statue. Did, yes. One of those. The, the, the gate, the, the missing gate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole art asset that didn't get plugged in. It so it's just like a blank. A void. It's yeah. empty. <laughs> And that's still making Duncan Botwood cringe. But my favorite uh, conversation in those interviews was talking to... shoulders over and being like... Eh. Oh, yeah, like it's haunting him. And, and the frame rate, they're still embarrassed about. But uh, but I, I was talking well, to Duncan Botwood about the island, and I was fighting yeah, with him. I was like, I, knew, I, knew. I was like, Duncan, like the island's really cool because it was like this this thing that we all wondered about. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I wish we took it out. That was yeah, yes. he was like, no, 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 it's sloppy. Like, stop. 
Oh. <laughs> That's yes. That, I was also I was I was shocked by that being just like it's like wow he really didn't he was ashamed of that. It's like everybody loves that. I think one one yeah. person's mistake yeah. is another's like treasure like of, of totally <laughs> yeah. totally totally. I, uh, and I like, and Martin Hollis has definitely has definitely defended over the years a lot of the messiness as as part yes. of the game's that's charm. Part of the, so. Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of gives it its um. What do you call totally. it? Personality. I loved uh you know I learned from your book that I uh, I never even noticed it before but that the action continues as you are pausing until it gets to that screen. I had never really. <laughs> Like oh the the, 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 the the watch it's like you oh can, I knew about that you can, you can still get shot as oh as it's you, the worst it's the seconds. worst I never really I never really put much thought into it but it was just so shocking to say that it's like they knew that was there and yeah. they left it in anyway because they're like you can't just pause totally. in the middle of it's a like, huge their, their, de- their definition of realism is great because it's like it's not yes it's, yeah, it's not like, realistic it's but not, it is that the rules yeah. are consistent with the world but, it, right. but also if they're like if it's right. funny they're like yeah eh. like when people yeah like explosions chairs blow up yeah, yeah. yeah i mean like, like so so the pause great. thing really got me because when i was doing my playthrough for the book i had a like baby i had an infant and so i was trying to play through the game and uh, i'll be getting i'll be getting shot at and my wife would be like notice. hey can you come can you come help me with this and it, it's like when your mom calls out like hey can, you need to come down for dinner and i was like yeah. no i can't and my wife would be like just pause it and i'd be like you don't yes. understand yeah. i can't just oh, pause it i'll die no, no it's not it's totally mom, i'll it's die a, <laughs> mom it's a multiplayer game i can't pause it <laughs> why right. is it steak <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, in your book you emphasize just how essential goldeneye's multiplayer was to its legacy um, do you personally miss split screen gaming? Do you think that it can ever truly return? <laughs> well, now it has because I now I, you know, now I'm now I'm playing with some of my buddies online, and like I can look at my buddy Andrew's screen while he's playing. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, they, so they the screen looking at the, the internet. That's exactly yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's the kind compromise. Of but I do miss I do miss playing. Um, in person and of course like someone how, how much of yeah and how, how much of that nostalgia is that you miss that mode of gaming and how much of it is that we don't spend as much time with our friends in adulthood like you know you have your family life you have your work yeah. life and so you know you're not spending hours and hours you don't we don't have sleepovers anymore in adulthood you know like yeah. so part of it is just missing your youth maybe right? you don't <laughs> we should we should all st- i know i'm still living with friends you know like yeah yeah no shame. that's awesome <laughs> um we strive for full accuracy on this show when compiling scripts but Every once in a while, we have to amend a story with a correction, whether it, you do to like faulty reporting or conflicting truths, you know, from different sources. Did you ever run into this when gathering information? Um, you mean I found things that needed to be corrected? Um, yeah, like it's like if, yeah. if you heard one from like maybe someone was just misremembering. But yeah, it's, it's like yeah. it's yeah. like maybe you heard story A from one person's story B, and it's like wait a second, these things still don't totally. drive, or you know, it's the like, biggest uh, the biggest thing they were all really inconsistent and unsure about on was um, when they decided to take the game off the rails. There were some people who uh, said uh, we always intended it. Yeah, we always thought if we could get the technology, we'd do it. And other people said. It was a total late in the game accident. They had huh. absolutely different timelines on when it happened. Um, so to to compare what they were saying with what I knew, I was looking at like footage from the different trade shows when they were showing clips of GoldenEye in production and things like yeah. that. And that helps me kind of tra- kind of track down a little bit more when they when they did it. Um, you know, some of them said, "Oh, it was when it was when Super Mario sixty four came out." That's when we were yeah. Inspired. That that was the like the what I have. Yeah. yeah. Others, others would say, no, it was, it was when, you know, it was because we played a lot of Doom. So the the source of inspiration and when in the process they decided they wanted to do that varied really widely. Um, And I tried to kind of make sure that was clear that it wasn't. On the, uh, on the, 
box here, I noticed uh, I was glancing at this earlier. Oh, and yeah. it, still, it still contains a lot of beta screenshots, like <laughs> yeah. what the old KF7 Soviet looked like. But the first oh, yeah. one is the directly taken from that beta that like um the on rail silo with the assault rifle and yeah, all that. So they, they right. like they they do meant like in the uh, the tidbits they're like oh it's 3D and it's open. The multiplayer is nowhere to be. That's how I'm I late. I yeah. guess that like happened. There's a blood splatter too. You can see if you like, oh it does can... have the old uh, blood assets. Yes, yeah, the so yeah. If you want to see right. the, 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 all that like, that fountain of blood that they want to talk about, it's just right on the back of yep. the box. Uh, yeah. Also, Randy, you have a Goldeneye box as a manual in there. Uh yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's a. Is that is that like a PP seven on your? Oh yeah, it's an airsoft version. That's amazing. So you told I have to watch. I have a watch that I should have worn it, but I have a watch that looks like the Bond watch. Yes, I bought him that as a gift. I think it's a great gift one year. Seeing your T-shirt, I immediately thought I should have brought. I should have worn the watch. You should have worn the watch. Yeah, we all should have worn watches. Yes, no. That's. But I mean, that box art really shows you how rushed the end was and how rushed the and, and overdue the multiplayer was for all i know they might have made the box art before they made the multiplayer right. they made it in the last yeah. six weeks so like the, the the marketing department might have already been putting that together right with, you know as so the, you'd think that would be the thing that they advertise right. or just a, a, a just one photo of the the split screen like uh totally. <laughs> but other than totally. the four controllers on the, on the front yeah. uh, and it's, um, very, it's very funny because we did an episode on i did an episode on halo and it's the exact same story there was no yeah. multiplayer until like the last two months <laughs> and, and that's what just, made them have to, to re-rate it too. they just yeah, didn't, they just yeah. they just didn't know i mean yeah. they, didn't, yeah. they had no idea like they didn't know what they had yeah. <laughs> um, hot off the presses and it's actually yeah. it's you saying that it's like you know the one thing is that they you know they like they were inconsistent on when it they intend to get off rails I think that is absolutely fascinating because I have, this is the first time I am ever hearing that. And you are the only person that could have known that because you <laughs> interviewed all of them. So you just, I'm not even joking. I am like, it's like, it struck me. It's like, this is a new piece of golden eye knowledge. Like you just add it out there that it's like, Let's punch one up the of the wiki. Is that, is that it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's like, I mean, add an addendum. but it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, all of them. You know, it's like all of them disagree yeah. on when that point. Well, that's actually yeah. fa absolutely fascinating. It was, it was, it was super annoying for me from a writer standpoint because oh, I really sure, wanted to have sure. this be like, like a big moment, you know? Happen? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of just, you know, like took some scenes where I could. But um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's funny how they, they all have such different. Yeah, on that one point, they have really, really different takes on things. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess who can blame? It's been twenty five years. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I was, right. I was about right, to right, ask about right, if there was right. any more common misconception on like the, the production of the launch that maybe you believe needed further elaboration. But I think that's that's pretty. That's probably it. That's probably yeah, it. That's, I think that was the big yeah, one. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. Um, um, actually, can I ask uh, interject with a quick question here? Oh, okay, all right. Uh, how did you wind up getting in contact with all, like you know, all these team members? Actually, oh, wow. yeah, that is because yeah. uh, it's like I think it's and like obviously, obviously they have Twitter and it, but it's like I you know yeah. uh, it must have been you know you you had to go through the effort of getting into contact with each one of them, setting it up. You know, it's like how did you wind up doing that? Yeah, so I mean, I went to I went to school for journalism back in the day, and so I, I have some like you know some skills around making contact and persuading people to talk to me. But really, if you it's if you can get skill. one, yeah. and so, so so like David Doak, right? From an initial research, like David Doak is the mascot of the Golden Knights. Yeah. Oh, yes. he's on Twitter he all the time. <laughs> he will give he will he will be interviewed by anyone. Literally, you guys could ask him for an interview, and I'm sure he would say yes. Like he oh, he will shit. sit for any yeah. he will sit for anyone. Like he's so generous. He loves talking about. It. He's very it's extroverted. Such a good idea. 
he talked with me for like two hours. I was like, David, I have to go that teach. I I have to make you stop talking because he kept going on and on. <laughs> so he's such a generous guy. So once you build the trust with one of them, right? Like they're all still connected. And so you can ask yeah. them like, hey, will you be willing to put in a good word for me with this guy or get me this guy's contact information? Um, so that's kind of part of the process. But also when I came to them, I tried to have a really articulate um, pitch about like what is different about my book, why they should talk to me and um, kind of yeah. feel like, I'm not going to waste your time. I've already read all these interviews. I'm going to ask you new things. Um, and this is why I'm doing this out of respect and love for your work. Um, yeah. So, you know, just, just really trying to per- persuade them that I'm a trustworthy person to talk to. You know what? <laughs> yes. That's it. That is actually That's very cool. Answer, yeah. And it's like, it's so heartwarming uh, to see that much uh, really just fanning, fan engagement from uh, David Doak, that is just like, and I agree, yeah. and I've read plenty of his tweets, and he, you're right, he loves it when still the best profile picture. I mean, he'll yeah. sit, he sat down and like played with the Golden Eye Source guys on their That's anniversary right. of Golden Eye Source, yeah. and like yeah. he's just, and, and I, I think he's very touched by the role. I mean, if if you think about it, like they they all probably feel differently about the fact that the biggest thing they did in their career they did as 22 year olds, right? Like yeah. some people yeah. might feel really proud about that, and some people might feel really bummed out about that, or you really kind of sick point. of talking yeah. about it. Yeah. So they all had different levels of you know enthusiasm or excitement or nostalgia, um, yep. and I totally respect that. And they were all so generous. But David Doak really, you know, he gets teared up. He gets teared up like choked up talking about you know people coming to him with like copies, but you know um, cartridges with their name scrawled on it, like Andy from Toy Story, <laughs> like you know, and and wanting him to sign their like he's like I had made their childhoods, you know. He, so so I think they all have like a profound respect for um, so sweet <laughs> for what it's meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, no, and I can totally understand. Uh, you know, it's like it's, it must uh, be a little bit sometimes like, uh, you know, a musician being asked to, you know, play like I was actually about to play it from 20 years right. ago. And it's yeah, just like, and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of them are doing work that they're hyper engaged in and they're probably just like, but yeah, I right. can totally understand. It's I think it's forgivable if sometimes right. it's like, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of the interviews was I really wanted to hear about what they've been doing since and what yeah, they yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. up to now that they're excited about. And so those are good ways to um but but really they just they love each other so much that talking to each other about um talking to them about well when's the last time you saw Brett? When's the last yeah. time you hung out with Duncan? And they'd be like, Oh, I got a beer with him when I was in town so and um, we all just had dinner. Like it's just so wholesome. I can't tell you. Like I, I, you, it you know really is. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I, another another one who's a big talker and big mascot is Grant Kirkhope. He's always on Twitter, right? Oh. It's all he was very active when the, re, uh, the remaster came out. Yeah, you know? I, let me, yes, I, yeah. Frank Kirkhope is probably my favorite game musician. I could listen to his music all the time. So that is so cool that you got. <laughs> and his, and his personality really reflects that music. He's very um, sweet and, uh, you know, genuine and sincere and, and goofy and funny. Um, mm-hmm. And and all of them seemed very, you know, kind of like they knew how rare it was to get along with each other that much while working on a project. No like pun this. intended like, there. Or was that a, a, none, uh, none of them? <laughs> yeah, none, none of them told me about any kind of fighting or arguing uh, yeah. um, maybe maybe it happened and they just didn't want to talk about it but, but there was none like of them said one minor incident I, you, yeah. you brought up with the tracer fire and then that was like it and it's like and the fact that it's like as recently they, as they got the most mad at each other when they were like playing um, oh like when, competitive when, against each other yeah when they, when they were just like shooting the shit playing um, <laughs> uh, playing like playing, the, playing their little games in the break room they would like <laughs> yeah. you know they oh, would the yell bomb. at each other yeah, yeah. bomber man that was a great bomber man yeah and it's yeah. like the fact that they were just hanging out as recently, like you know, just like when, like during COVID, just keeping each yeah, other. Yeah, and they play online. online. Touch, like, I know that. I know that. I think um, Carl and um, and uh, David play it together a lot online. So yeah, it's very sweet. That rules. That is actually that. Yeah. Or sorry, Steve, 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 and David play together a lot online. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, we noticed that you didn't appear to be much of a fan of the 007 titles that came after. <laughs> While I personally agree the quality of those could range drastically year to year, um, it, it, nothing came close to rivaling the heights of Goldeneye. Was there ever one that you thought stood out? I thought I mean, a few were pretty, like, I was in You know, you know, and I do talk about this in the book, the, the, the best thing if you're a huge Goldeneye fan is to play the mods. So I love, yeah. like, the gold the Goldfinger or, mod is dope. Or like Perfect that Darker is, Time Squares. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, which were also, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, yes. so actually, you know, funny story. Uh, one of the gifts that he got me one year was a repro cart of Goldfinger 64. Yes, we have, and we have, I, we we have a, a physical uh, yeah. copy. And we're playing so through it. it. And it's we, so fun. We, it's, it's tremendous. Yeah, the so of, we, it's really it. hard. It's it really is. Hard. We never beat it. We, we never beat it. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think I have either. It's, <laughs> we, we but it's just really it. cool to see those same, that exact same art style in those right. assets. Yo, yeah, no, in a new story. You feel at home like instantly. That's the that's the real sequel. Same feel. Yes. Yeah, totally, totally played that and we went we watched the movie right afterward and we were like oh my god they recreated the sets from this movie like prop yeah. for prop that's right we and yeah. i was just i was stunned because yeah. it was just like i know that you had gotten that for me i did not realize that that was enough of a of a you know big mod that you when you mentioned in the book i was like no way yeah i didn't know that this was like a thing yeah. i thought it was just like a mod there's a couple somewhere. others too but that's the big one yeah that yeah was, and uh, I, be I believe that they actually at some point those creators got in touch with some of the golden eye guys and they kind of helped them um along the way oh um, so, uh, so much that's yeah cool. yeah they're again so generous <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> and especially i mean uh, i mean you know following off the mods is that you know, for a long time in high school and throughout, it's like we were also we also got so psyched when we heard about uh, fan, you know, fan conversions, especially like yeah. uh, uh, the sor uh, source. And it's yeah. like every so often there would be like a fan project that would pop up. And it's like there I feel like there's so many fan projects out there that were trying to get it done. Source, uh, you know. Uh, obviously, it was a big one of them, but it's that XBLA like, leak was still life changing to me. That I still return to that. Yeah. I wish there was an official way for it to yeah, but I think be out uh, there. But I think in right. the end, I would just say I commend you for doing such a good job because there's so much out there in the fan community that you managed to, uh, you know, man you managed to to bring together the biggest examples, and I thought that was very good research, in my opinion. Yeah, and and give attention to them, like you give, yeah, hard yeah, work, so. yeah, made, you, yeah, yeah. You managed to highlight some of the big, uh, the big uh, uh, contributions <laughs> of the fans. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. There's there was that one that just got shut down. Um, do you guys know that? Was that twenty five? Yeah, uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they like got M copyrighted by MGM. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, so he's like, he's still, he's still gonna make it. It's just he can't like change use the, the word James Bond anywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he, he was kind of like, it's weird how far I've gotten in this process, and no one's <laughs> copyrighted me yet. Um, but yeah, because he got, he got quite far, and he has like original um, a... soundtrack made in the, made in the style, and yeah. Wow. I, I interviewed the developer, and I couldn't include any of it in there. But he's, um, have you? I, he's, this is kind of off the cuff, but have you heard of Agents Never Die? There was a demo of it on Steam no. last year. You, you, no, I haven't. You should check that out. It's like very throwback. I think it's a. It's, if, um, maybe one or a few people that are building their own kind of with with the That's same cool. polygonal like the graphical same style. engine yeah. make its own uh, uh, legally distinct it's, yeah. bond. It's, yeah. uh, it's still not yeah. all the way there. It, it's trying to capture the spirit. It, it succeeds in some ways, fails in a few others. But um, yeah. are you optimistic on about uh, IO Interactive's upcoming take on Bond, the, the Hitman? Uh, are you familiar with Are you familiar with IO's? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know too much about it. I've heard okay. I've heard some rumors, but um, how do you guys feel about it? Oh, I so ready. They've got a. It'll very... probably be more in line with the 
the film or the books, but yes. maybe that I don't think it'll be analogous to to Goldeneye. Oh yeah, no, it's sure. probably less action oriented and more. I interact like has... a Mission Impossible game. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. And the N sixty four. Very good chops helming the Hitman series, especially with what they've done with it recently, which is the Hitman reboots are phenomenal. are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And he's Make an no assassin, mistake. and the game is it's a, a big open stage, and you have to find creative ways to assassinate people. So it's like. They have the chops to do it, and that with a bond in it probably will feel more spy-like than, you know, like mass murdering Spetsnaz. Like, it's like you are in this place and you have to actually go and assassinate someone, steal documents. So, I mean, they've got good credentials. Like, and I think that means yeah, that I trust them. I think the pedigree is there. And it's like, I mean, listen, yeah, game, I games mean, fail forever for, you know, whatever reason to <laughs> succeed. So we'll see when it, hack, you know, comes out. I think, like, I think, like, the, the weirdest thing to me about all of these sequels is that... Like these guys who made the original are still around. There's a point in my book where I'm talking about how they they were like given the opportunity and it was taken away. Oh, with the away. remake, yeah, yeah, remake, and it's like right? they're they're That's just it. out there like, okay, every time there's a new Mario game, Miyamoto is involved. Like that's yeah, what he's consulting like, into some right. degree or another. Yeah, and so I I loved Martin Hall is kind of saying like. It's weird that, like, they could have hired us to do this. That is, just yeah. Didn't. Like, <laughs> it never sat right with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, um, yeah. It, 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 was, uh, it was really gratifying to read such uh, gracious compliments to Rare and their work throughout the book, especially um, from your conversations with John Romero, uh, yeah. who's frequently named yeah. one of the forefathers of the FBS genre. Um, it's so important to see someone of that status uh, acknowledge the importance of GoldenEye with regard to not only what he helped found, but also where the industry would go moving forward. Um, do you feel GoldenEye's influence stretches far beyond simply labeling it as, as a shooter? It certainly seems to have connected with a much wider audience than anyone anticipated. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, there's just something about the timing of it um, that it's become such a, such a point of nostalgia, right? Like, I feel like, you know, Gen, Gen X has like their their Doom and their um, Quake and then and yeah, we the have boomer our, shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and we have our GoldenEye and our yeah. Halo. And um, yep. yeah. so it's just, yeah. it, it does feel very generational in that way. And so that's our why I wanted to shooters. talk to, yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> yeah. That's why I wanted to talk to um, Romero. Yeah, and then the Gen, um, the Gen Z is like, you know, Fortnite or whatever. So it's like, yeah. it's like I, I just yeah. really wanted to, to talk to Romero for that yeah. reason. Um, and when, <laughs> Sorry, this segues into my next question perfectly. Okay, I didn't mean, good, to, good. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that no, was like, you're, I just I, it was important to me to talk to him to kind of like um just situated in its in its history since it's not it's not the father of anything, but it it might be like the you know it's it's it's, it's somewhere cool in the mix. It's yeah. Cool. It, it's very influential in everything that came after, but it yeah. was influenced by these things that came before. Um so I, I like that of it course, was at yeah. this really Really interesting place. Beginning of first-person shooters on consoles, um, but not yeah. the beginning of first-person shooters in general. And one thing I'm super interested and excited for is um, the potential for you know uh, people my students' age, like Gen Gen Z, to get to experience yeah, the Switch and the Xbox for the first time. time. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing. It's what cool they that there's a means out there that's not uh, plagued with like you know such technical complications or anything. You don't need to emulate anymore. Right. Track right. down you know old hard you know like old hardware. Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> But uh, we, were, we were very endeared uh, by your uh, description of how GoldenEye became this shared cultural touchstone, like this moment for so many, as, as well as its reputation as an almost gateway drug in motivating its players to seek out similar experiences. Um, its maturity, scale, aesthetic, realism, and humor, uh, it, it just encapsulated growing up for millions of Nintendo kids like myself, ourselves. Yeah. And um, have, you have you come across any modern games that you believe could have served as a similar rite of passage? But I guess, you know, you bringing up like Fortnite and stuff, like maybe that's what it is to them. It's, Fortnite comes to mind it's for sure. To say. But I'm interested, yeah, I'm interested <laughs> in hearing it's like. Yeah. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm really excited to, what I'm really excited to see in like 
another 25 years is is what um, games like Animal Crossing that that were so popular during the pandemic will mean to people growing yeah, up and people surviving yeah. this time when we were we were all trapped in our houses and video games were the only way to leave right um, so I'm really curious what the pandemic you know, nostalgic um, cultural artifact will be I think it'll be Animal Crossing because that, that's that's how we were visiting each other we were in yeah, islands yeah. I mean it's all <laughs> a metaphor for what we were doing um, and we Let's had to go visit each other like, I can pretend yeah, like in life right, life right. Life um, normal. <laughs> and I have one of my best friends who I used to play Goldeneye with in high school he just had a baby um, last week and I, I wrote him a poem I like to write poems for my friends when they have babies um, oh, and I sent him a, I sent so and he's nice. a huge Animal Crossing f- fan and like he lived in Animal Crossing during the pandemic so I sent him this poem for his new baby and it's called A New Villager Has arrived so <laughs> i i think that like it's it's already got some um and boss fight um you know it, yes I, well, they just I, announced an animal exactly yeah exactly I, I was like wait am i allowed to say anything but yeah so th- there'll be a boss fight <laughs> animal crossing now. <laughs> yeah so so I'm, I'm really excited in particular um to see like just what that moment will look like yeah. as far as like how game historians will view the role of gaming in in that in that moment animal crossing got my uh, my one partner through the pandemic is so yeah? it's uh, i'm thankful for it at least nice. that. So actually same here <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah she's she's moved on to uh, Overwatch and Pokemon now. So, <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's crazy to look back and realize uh, just how this whole endeavor came together the way it did. Uh, do you ever see a company like Nintendo taking a GoldenEye style risk like this in the future? Do you think a movie to game adaptation will ever hit with this level of acclaim again? When was the last question. movie to game adaptation? That's a good question. But anyway, they still yeah. happen, but they're just like sh- usually like self. Uh, cell phone apps, right? I yeah. Well, I mean, like, and so everything I said in my book about, you know, movies to games always suck and games to movies that suck stigma. even worse. Yeah. But now we have The Last of Us. <laughs> that, and yes, so, we were literally Oh my God! Like, I, this has upended everything we thought we knew. And of course, like, Spider-Man, right? So, like, I, yeah. I do think that we're a bit behind, that's... but we just watched episode three last night, the one with oh Bill, uh, Nick Offerman. Oh that my was... God, it's so, <laughs> good. Oh. so good. So I do think that maybe that idea of like IP um, and, <sighs> and movies to games and games to movies might be getting getting shifted. Yeah, maybe that wall um, finally. And, yeah, and, like, and in some ways, Nintendo is always taking out. risks, right? So like sometimes the risks pay off, sometimes the risks fail um sometimes you get labo yeah exactly um in, in many ways like just to go back like animal crossing is a really weird game um that, yeah. that, that would come to the united states at first yeah, yeah right so i think that um yeah i think that they're kind of always up to some um some weird risky things and um i i'm, I'm interested in in the stories too about like how how game developers um, decide who gets these projects? So, like the story of, of taking a risk even within Rare on Martin Hollis, you know this this kid who had never never worked on it. You know he had, he had made like the the arcade port of Killer Instinct, and, and they're right. like, yeah, we'll, we'll let you be the head of a game just yeah. because he came to them and he was like, I think I should make this game. And they were I'm like, all about giving okay. the, like more chances to that. You never right. know what you're gonna get. Yeah, out of it. yeah. Like, yeah. right. Yeah. And the, the fact that a lot of the reasons the game succeeded so well is because they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what was yes. a cliche. Yeah. They didn't yeah. know what they couldn't yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so I hope that I hope that that can kind of you know stand in for for just like how creative work gets produced in general yep. is through through risk and experiment and, and taking chances sure. on people and, and giving people resources to to fool around and mess up and um, whether <laughs> that that's is, writing yeah. a, you know a symphony or writing or you know um, writing a you know a movie or writing yeah. a book of poems um, we need we need space for for rookies to to fuck up yeah, yeah. failure's yeah. okay it's helpful. yeah it's <laughs> necessary has this magic to them where like when breath of the wild got announced and they're like, you see that mountain, you can go there. And everybody's like, Skyrim did that in 2012 man, or yes. 2011. Yes. But then, totally. but then breath of the wild comes out and everybody's like, 
they're like, yeah, it's an open world game. The Witcher did it. Elder Scrolls did it. And you're like, yeah, but it's different, man. You <laughs> they know? Re- like, they, you don't they repackage it. And, I mean, I do think that one of the reasons GoldenEye was such a huge success is because it was at this incredibly amazing point in history of the rare Nintendo collaboration. Yeah. That they the just best partnership there ever was. <laughs> they were just uh. grooving with their ethos, their spirit of hard work and of um like, you know, Nintendo means leave luck to heaven. Like just work your ass off. Stay humble. Don't ever yeah. think you've succeeded so much that it's a given. Um that very much was the, the you know uh, yeah. the rare stuff post that acquisition like connect with you at all or uh, I'm sorry grabbed you ever play grabbed by the ghoulies? Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I really Such a disappointing few years. I know. I, I really like um, Simon Parkin's uh, quote about the rare Microsoft, like the the um, the the groom was rich and the bride was beautiful, and yes. <laughs> it's a tragic oh, marriage. It's like, a tragic yeah. marriage. Um, I yeah. I, I thought pour was, one out. I thought it was yeah. uh, kind of a, a stunning. Uh, you know when. Um, uh, Steven and David wanted to go form Free Radical and do Time Splitters. Yeah, uh, how uh, discouraging and hostile the Stampers were to them, saying it's like they yeah. seemed like they were, and it's like I can understand because it they, was more of just taking it personally. Like, yeah, they, I, well, yeah. I, 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 I yeah. totally understand because it's like they made it. Yes, it was a personal company, and so they were probably they've probably felt a little bit. You know, a l- probably a little bit let down, and also they're in the middle of a it, huge. It, it's like when someone quits your band. Yeah, you know, and that doesn't feel good, even if you understand. Like, but the yeah. deep irony yeah. there is that they were like, "We don't think you're going to last very long. The industry is different." And you know, free ra- kind of well, 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 free <laughs> radical was still making good games. You know, yeah. in the in the late two thousands, and and rare's golden era was like literally like a, a couple in, in years. Yes, yeah, it was yeah, just like they, they were a couple years behind that that Microsoft. It's like yeah, free radical really outlasted you guys. It's a really good point. It's a really good point. I mean, yeah. What's weird? What's weird about rare at that time was that they they. I mean they literally had all their family working for them. Like the entire um, family was working, like their dad, their mom, their sister, their brother, like everyone was working there. Yeah, in the garden outside. So when you started this company and it was just literally you and your brother, the Stampers, like I kind of get why they would have this hierarchical attitude about like, you're you're our employees. We are the boss, you know, you work for us. Like you're not one of us. You're not a, you know, you're not a Stamper. Um, But at the same time, because they have this family attitude, they would feel really hurt. Um, But yeah, Yeah. I mean, the GoldenEye guys, like they, I I do think they earned more. They deserved more um, space to, you know, be part of the leadership. And so I'm glad that they, you know, especially Martin Hollis, like he, he just has such a interesting brain and needed, needed space to be more creative, you know? Yeah, he totally. It yeah. got more like stifled as a uh, you know as yeah. those years went on. But um, and uh, lastly, uh, assuming you're able to tell us, uh, of course, um, are you currently in the middle of any writing projects, or or do you plan on contributing more to the boss fight line in the future? Oh man, <laughs> I I I think Gabe would kill me if I pitched him another book because I'm, I'm the only boss fight author who's who's written two yes. books. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Randy <laughs> but, noticed that he yeah. pointed out. She's like, but she someday I I mean two of my I don't know. Games of all time. Yeah, like, I, would, there, I would. I would. Are I would. Are there any games in particular that you would give the same like documentary treatment that you did for GoldenEye? I God, don't that's a re- that's a really good question. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I have an I answer right now, but I. That's fair. What, I what, think what, it's a gargantuan what, task that you just. Went I, I love writing these books because I just I love I love thinking about um, I love thinking about games. I am putting together a video games um, course to teach at my university, so that should be really oh, fun. Like, just, yeah, it'll fabulous. be called it'll be video games and meaning. So just like, well, how do people make meaning out of games as? you know, religion as um, ways to make money, as ways to find your 
love of your life as ways to connect with friends, wow. um, all of that. But writing wise, I'm on sabbatical right now, which is amazing. Um, my wife is pregnant with our second child. She's due at the end oh, of congratulations. May. Congratulations. Thank you. So right I do on. have this like ticking clock. Um, so from now till May, I'm writing a second draft of um, a You're novel. You're juggling one. all that and still writing? You're yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sabbatical, right? So I'm not teaching. So, um, so yeah, I'm writing, I'm writing a post-apocalyptic um, novel about a world oh, where, cool. um, yeah, everybody's uh, disappeared mm-hmm. from the face of the earth except about 300,000 people um, worldwide. And there's a, a woman trying to um, traverse her way through the through the deep south to find her uh, twin sister. That is incredible. I, I like I like that concept. That's like a, that, that has like the children of men pitch where it's just like, what if this in a sentence? And I was like, yeah, all right. Like, yeah. what would life like be like if there were only that many people remaining? That's yes, I'm very interested in emptiness. Yeah. I'm very, very interested in like the needle in the haystack problem and just yeah. uh, infinite yeah, so, infinite um, survival resources, but but uh, not enough people. That is, um, I, I just got to say, uh, I commend your your writing range because now it's like you've gotten poetry, nonfiction, now you go, no, yeah, so well done. I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. It's not like, I have an agent or publisher yet. I'm just just working on it, and we'll we'll see where it goes. But uh, it's been a lot of fun to um to to think about you know sure. just different to, to make plots, to make character. I've never done this before, so it's super fun. <laughs> and um, I'm just gonna I'm oh okay. I don't know if you want to say oh, something first. I, I was just gonna add uh, something for. Uh, you know, if you got a quick follow, because I got another question I uh, I want to. Oh, add. mine's more of a closure, so I'll let okay. you go first. Uh, so <laughs> actually, so you'd mentioned I. Uh, uh, actually, what do your what do your students think of uh, your books? Have any of them picked them up? Have they come to you, talk to you about like you know? It's just like I mean, like you said, Gen Z. It's like a golden eye. You know, uh, it can be a generational thing. I'm not expecting Zoomers to be like, can you believe it? Golden eyes out. It's just like, but it's like, have any of them uh, either discovered the game through your work or were curious? You know, they wanted to read about this or just like, are, are they, they don't just give like, a shit about my work? <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. They're so sweet. And sometimes they'll go to my website and read a poem, but like they have very active lives. You know, all my students are like, they have like three jobs and like all these siblings Mm -hmm. to take care of. And like they have their own games they're playing and their own works that they're writing. So like (laughs) they just come to my class and if they've done the homework, then I'm happy. That's all I need them to do. (laughs) But I think like a a couple have been like, yeah, you know, I I think it's really cool that you write about video games because I really like video games, but um, mostly we talk about video games more than we, um, more than they like, read my work, which is totally yeah, fun. So. That's, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's just it. It's just like, <laughs> if you get a good kick out of, uh, yeah, just talking with them. And I also got to say, you are a great professor because, you know, sometimes you show up and it's just like, you mean you haven't read these two foundational texts to the course already and highlight all of them? It's like, no, dude. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. No, you've got, you've got to kind of assume that they um, didn't have, I mean, what I always think about as a college professor is like, I remember when I was in college and it's like, you have a couple of things going on other than your homework, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm like looking at my class and I'm like, oh, some yeah. of them like tried drugs for the first time last night. And some of them, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. like broke up with their first boyfriend. And like, yeah. you know, like they it's, have like a never, lot going on. Never know what's, yeah, yeah. what's happening yeah. like behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. just, it just is more important than my class. So like, if you, if you go with that attitude, you'll never be upset about them not doing the homework. That's very understanding of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I have days that it annoys me, but you know, we try to, we try to find workarounds. <laughs> oh, uh, actually. And I mean, actually I'm going to, since we have a little bit of time, I, I mean, if you ever do another boss fight book, you've got the research, you can always do time splitters, which I think, I mean, oh my I, know God. A, yes. I know there's a bit of overlap there yes. with the content in the book, but it's like, you've got the context and also, you know, yeah. a lot context. Context. The context and yeah. the context. And it's like, uh, we're, we're big, we're big, big fans of the time splitter series yeah. that has a yeah. big place in our hearts. So it's like, 
Yeah. I'm wondering if there's a story there, but you know, at any rate, just <laughs> that's, that's such a good idea. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> and uh, my last question is actually for you, Matt, but this is for Ooh. her to hear. What was your favorite part of the book? Okay, that's a that's a broad question. Because mine, oh. mine was when they were uh, beating the, the shit out of Duncan in the motion capture. Just <laughs> about to say oh, that exact same like moment. Laughing to myself like a maniac oh at night reading that. Is, that <laughs> I was just about to cite that exact part yeah. where Duncan is talking they about being the mocap, and they told him because yeah, it's like well, you're flinching if we see it, so we're gonna blindfold you and then do all this. Shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it was so infinitely. I, I like their their they're like their comment on too. They're just like he was a good sport about it. We would never get away. With that today, <laughs> That's it, it totally yeah. it totally like um, matches their personalities too. Like um, Duncan, Duncan is so sweet and he's a little bit quieter, and and you can totally picture him being like, okay, I'll do it. And then yeah. Brett, Brett is like your like mischievous little brother. He's he's like just always googling. And during the interview, he was like, can I show you all of the like James Bond memorabilia in my house? Do you want to take a tour? Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's, he's, cool. <laughs> you can just picture Brett being like, we have to do this, Duncan. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, and this is probably a, a good good line to end on there is uh you know this is one of the, the lines that i bookmarked but uh someone you interviewed says something to the effect of just like nothing will ever be better than goldeneye not even goldeneye or something to that effect <laughs> and it's like you're talking yeah. about the remake but it's also a snapshot it's of yeah it's in it's in reference to the remake but also it's just like it is very much i feel like carries a spirit of like a game is a time and a place yeah okay we can't yeah. bring back the 90s we can't bring back you know that technology is never going to revert back to the point where that was yeah you know, uh, uh, cutting edge. And so it's like, I thought that was very poetic that it's like, yes. it's yeah. like you can't make a better golden eye because a better golden eye is no longer possible. Yes. Um, yes. And it's like, that was, I mean, I thought it was such a, like a, yeah, yeah I mean, a poetic line. So I, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, so in, in the Super Mario Brothers 3 book, I, I talk a lot about nostalgia and what that means. And it, yeah. it comes from the Greek words, you know, nostos to return and algos pain. And so the pain of not being able to return to one's place of origin. So nostalgia is actually very place oriented. And when we have nostalgia for our childhood, we're often associating it with like, oh, the backyard playground where, where I play with my brother or, um, you know, the, the, the basketball court at school. Um, and video there's always games a, are, an element of melancholy. There's a place. Yeah. And what's so yeah. interesting about a video game is that you can return to the places yeah. of your childhood. Yes. Yeah. You can go back and stand in the same spot on dam that you stood in when you were yes. 13 playing really with your little memory. brother. And mm -hmm. that is the amazing way that video game both triggers nostalgia and offers us a space to um, fulfill it. Um, and, and, and having that just satisfaction. such instantaneous access to it. I mean, yeah. these guys just like two weeks weekends ago watched me play Super Mario Brothers three on a CRT original hardware just oh, randomly one Saturday, nice, like you know. Nice. Like, <laughs> yep. And it's cool because I'm <laughs> I'm I, ju I just started playing um I, I I started playing Super Mario Brothers three with my dad when I was like four years old. Um, and he yeah, sat me yeah. down. This is the first game I ever played. I write about it in my book. Yeah, me too. But now, now, my now my... one of the earliest pictures of me is yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's that, such yeah. a good. So now my daughter is four, and I just started her on Super Mario Brothers three. Oh, your first game? Yes. And okay. it's her first game. She sucks at it, but I'm trying to teach her to get better. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you have to jump, jump. Um, <laughs> What's and... she get? Yeah, but it's great because I can take her to the places yeah. of my childhood without ever leaving my couch. You know, we get to be there together. That's brilliant. Yeah. And you know what? That's, I, that's, that's a, a passing of the torch right there. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I wish we had more time because it's like I've got that obsession with nostalgia specifically – uh, you know what it means in era we really, when we get into philosophical. Oh my god! Yeah. We like, we, like we get into like we, we can go to three in the morning talking about 
how nostalgia has affected, uh, you know, our modern era, how it's mined. And also yeah. it's just like, you know, it's like- Well, you can it, still package it and sell it to us. I was yeah. like, what does nostalgia mean when this media right. is no longer lost and it's like you can keep returning or to rare. it? Or rare. Right. It's yeah. like you said, nostalgia is like, you know, longing for a place that you were before. It's like, but what does nostalgia mean when it's like, you can just go back there instantly. It's like, it, it's and it hasn't right, changed. Right. It hasn't changed. It hasn't like there's, changed. It, yeah. it's, it's exactly the same. There's not a, you know, the, they didn't cut the tree down in the backyard. They didn't. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you're interested in it, like that's the problem with service games. now, right? you can, <laughs> yeah. you, you Oh yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. Shaping that. Exactly. Into right. Something, right. Right. Yes. And, um, <laughs> Doke talked about that too, about how to it, golden is, you know, toward that end of the era where it's a physical artifact, you know, you have it on your table right now where it is yeah. a object in addition to a place, in addition to a digital space. And so there is, you know, in, in game stuff, the the um, the theory you know the, the theoreticians they're they're talking about nostalgia from a philosophical standpoint from a psychological standpoint like they're really studying nostalgia and gaming yeah. there's huge there's oh, whole books yeah. there's whole books written about this it's fascinating <laughs> that is uh yeah and you know what's funny it's like into that even though I'm a, I'm very aware of the psychological mechanisms that you know you know make you know make nostalgia what it is it's like uh, I feel like I I simultaneously uh you know loathe it a little bit but also but then i keep seeking it out anyway it's like sure. it's, it's, you yeah. can't you can't i still it's like, can't help myself there's part yeah. of me that is just like yeah i don't like my nostalgia package but it's like you, you still when it like comes to golden eye you it's always like, want to stumble on it right yes, like it's like it's yeah. it's like when you were uh when you know when we were younger it's like if you heard your favorite song on the radio or your favorite episode of a cartoon came yeah. on it's like it was it, it's it felt that that much more powerful because you're like oh shit like as opposed to now it's like well I can just listen to that song anytime or watch that right. episode, that cartoon show anytime right. on my phone so it's like you're you're kind of taking totally. away like the the effort of it because just because we have totally this, like yeah. access like and, yeah, I mean but. the other the other thing I've really noticed since having a kid is this really strange phenomenon of anticipatory nostalgia. Um, and so it often comes from like when I'm out with my kid, especially when she was a lot littler, like when she was little tiny baby, little tiny toddler, um, I would be out. It's, it still happens. Like I'm out at the store and I see like older women kind of smiling very longingly and sadly at me and my daughter. And I see on their wow. faces like I miss when my kid was that small i miss having a yep. small child and i'm like fucking it's the worst i'm so tired i'm so exhausted this kid is shitty like but i in that moment am like oh my god yeah she's she's not gonna be small forever like i'm in t i'm feeling nostalgia before i even need to you know what i mean yeah i mean that's right. uh the line you know you, you know this you're gonna be nostalgic for this it. later it's yeah like the thing about yeah, the, the thing about the, the thing about the good old days is like you want you wish you knew when you were in them yeah. Before they're actually over, and I think that's a, right. it's such a such yeah. a, a powerful line. You're in them. But we're in them right now. We're also still yeah. we're in them desperate now. to hold yeah. on to that stuff, so it almost doesn't become like you know like right. You want to? It's like you want to you want to keep the good old I mean, times going. Yeah, like, like yeah. our whole group is like pretty much like we've known each other since high school, and we still yeah. have regular nights where we play rock band yeah. and Smash Brothers. It's yeah. like. Well, and never, so then, then to take it like even deeper into the weird philosophy, like, so why do we do that? Because we're afraid of aging, because we're afraid of death. And what do we get out of video games? The ability to live forever, to overcome death, to keep coming back again and again and again. There is Mortality no game over. isn't an issue there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it all comes down to that. I, man, That's I have a, a really smart observation. Yeah. It's just like changed my perspective on games. I mean, we could, I mean, me and Randy have had, have had hours long discussions into the night about this stuff. And truthfully, we will probably be having 
these same discussions about Goldeneye in another 25 years. Yeah. The same, oh, yeah. The same, the same things we're talking about, the same thing. <laughs> we just over. put ourselves through unlocking every cheat code and getting the we, thousand we pointed it. We it. it. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I am for 50 years from now when all the nursing homes just have like N64s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And you have all these old people like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I've heard they're already in no odd job kind of happening. Yeah. <laughs> really? You know, yeah. you know, just shouting that from down the hall. Yeah. In, in the future, they won't have like those like uh, those like classy like 100 games in one. They're gonna have 100 consoles in one, and just like yes. the entire yes. and they'll have like a yeah. petabyte a of server. games on a chip or yes. like a server, and it's like. Yeah. But no, you're 100 percent right. But man, uh, I truly believe that I uh, uh, if we if we could have an entire episode talking to you about. The psychology of nostalgia. I think because well, if you ever want to, I'm happy to happy to be a part of it. I'll, I'll refresh all my notes on, on nostalgia because I, I am I'm I'm truly obsessed with that. Like it's like it's like you know the idea of uh, especially uh, places, memories of places. Yeah. It's like it really is like a like a fascination of mine where it's like you know it's like. Like you said, it's like you go back home and the trees are the trees right. aren't cut down. And it's like they, that they just cut my trees down. So and it's like know. the and yeah. it's so it's like I would love to have a discussion. And it's very connected to the um the phenomenon that Henry Jenkins, uh, game scholar Henry Jenkins, talks about in gaming called topophilia, um, which is like the love mm. of maps and exploring places. And so oh video games God. are all oh my. video games are all about places and going to new like worlds. Like what's spirits? the next world? The ice world, the pipe world, the fire world. Like it's so of course the nostalgia is rooted in place because the joy of playing all is rooted bios. in place. And yeah. Oh my, I, I, I think going to bring up you like just blew liminal I, spaces. I, I, you, she just blew my mind. Yeah. I did not know there was a word for it, but I am yeah. obsessed. <laughs> I am literally, I am. Like you knew the definition before the term. Yeah, yeah, it's so like, long, no, yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, I was like, if you want to get me into a good game, make it have great level design. And I am obsessed with these old spaces oh, yeah. in video games. I am so like, yeah. you have no idea. It's like, so really, you're already like, so well prepared. Two steps ahead of like, you, know, like, you really just totally. like, you, you have no idea. You just open like an entire, this is, oh God. All right. Well, I mean, anyway, it's, like, it's like why I, you know, like I'm, I'm really into, um, games like seven days to die or arc or whatever. And it's, it's like, I, I just want to build a base. I just want to build a base and yep. live in it. That's all I want to do. I'm just like <laughs> playing with a dollhouse basically, but in a game, like I don't care about yeah. killing anyone or going anywhere. I just want to like make a safe space. So what's, my what's area. the psychology feel, there, yeah, right? Like, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I think that is part of the reason that it's just like, I prefer the handcrafted versus a lot of, you know, a lot of level design is just AI generator. It's uh, you or know, reads too corporate. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, even like levels where it's just like, it's, uh, the Human? levels are are just uh, like yeah they're procedurally they're, 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 generated. Thank you, thank oh, you for the word. Okay. Yes. Procedurally yeah. generated There's levels. There's a big wave of, but mm -hmm. that means that when I go back to that game later on, like ten years down the line, yeah. there's going to be a new no. There's going to be a new procedurally generated level. But right. Clanker's Cavern from Banjo Kazooie will always yes. be Clanker's Cavern. <laughs> yes. It's like it will never change. And that is like right. I mean, right. it's like I will always have that. And it's crazy because it's like. I won't remember what I had for goddamn breakfast, but I can tell you where every jiggy is in freaking <laughs> yes. and free. And a game, a, a developer like Super Mario Brothers three, that game really understood that part of what makes a game fun is 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 finding secrets and knowing where the secrets are. Like in the first oh, world yeah. of, of Super Mario Brothers three, how many secret worlds? There's secret worlds within <laughs> secret worlds and secret worlds, levels yeah. within secret spaces. Within, within warp, and yeah, yeah, there's like a hundred different kinds of secrets, and it becomes <laughs> a kind of folklore you can share with your family, right? So my dad yeah. showed me where the whistle is hidden in level three of Super Mario Brothers, you know, three. That white block. And That's now so every time block. I show my four year old, like she barely knows what's going on. She's just, I'm like, okay, you have to hold down here on this white yeah. block, and then you, no, and don't she's get like, the fire flower. You need the leaf so you can yeah. fly up in the castle. Right, and go exactly. To the right to the other. So yeah. it becomes this like. <laughs> yeah. 
folklore like handies have this knowledge of like this space that's not even real but it is real. yeah it's just it's just yeah. a, it's a trip it's a real trip and you managed to get both flutes no no don't just go to world two yeah. go to world eight <laughs> exactly and you can skip right over the second row which is yeah. insane yeah, yeah. that's like a weird glitch uh, when i discovered that yeah <laughs> So are you going to say something, Austin? I oh, know. I was going to say, I had that moment last night because I was playing Halo Infinite with a couple of our friends. Yeah. And I was like, man, I love Halo. And then I was like, wait a minute. I have the Master Chief Collection downloaded. <laughs> and then I just booted up Halo 2. And I was like, come on, give me give me coagulation. Give me a lockout, one of those maps. And then a map popped up and it was like Warlock. And I was like, why don't I remember Warlock? <laughs> and it, boot, it booted me in. I, like, I spawned into the map and I just went, Oh, Warlock. Yeah, now I yeah. And it was like wow. less than 30 seconds, and I'm just running around. I'm like, the shotgun's here. I know where the yes. fucking kneeler is. We were, we were watching so a, a yeah. video last night, and they uh, it was a, a firearm expert on, on, yeah. on GameSpot. Was like, yes. And he was talking about some um, uh, aspects of the sound design of GoldenEye, and he brings up the, 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 the pistol chirp, the choo, the, yeah, noise, the suppressor and, noise, and the like choo, where choo. it came from, and it was like a now mostly forgotten like noir film from the 40s, mm-hmm. and it's like, but it's just like, it's like, I feel, I, that, that chirp is just in oh, yeah. my head forever, living rent-free, like, it's like. <laughs> Man, I, but yeah, no, if, uh, God, you've really opened up this discussion to something that I'm very obsessed with. <laughs> it's it's good. I mean, like, I just feel like I, I'm 35 years old and I just walk. I never know where I'm going or what I'm doing. And so to have mm-hmm. a have a level where you know where the flamethrower is and you know where the grenades are, and you know where, mm-hmm. you know where everything yeah. is. To have you're mastery, kinda, right? To have mastery just, like, over. Just on, like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Where you're just, like, automated there. Autopilot. It, it, yes. Yeah, or autopilot. Yes. Oh, where so you, deeply, yeah. deeply yeah. comforting. It's, it's like you could be thinking about something else too or like yeah. talking to someone and you're just on this line like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that well, that was a conversation we had once where you were like why do i like playing mario 3 over and over again but yeah. i can't put, sit down and play a new game i was like that's because you're on autopilot when you play yeah. mario 3 right 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 um i'm so i know at some point we have to let you go we're going to keep the i just have to go pick up here. my kid from school but i yeah. i hope to chat with you guys again sometime anytime yes. anytime um, you want to yeah. It's always once again it's a pleasure I to meet can't you. Thank you enough. Yes, yeah, for, for, you. for meeting with us. Um, this was amazing. Uh, we'd be thinking about it all night. I <laughs> I was nervous. Yeah. I've never done anything like this before, but oh, uh, and I'm su- super excited to get to use what we heard uh, this afternoon on the official episode that we're set to record. Um, uh, soon we're, we're going to run through GoldenEye's kind of wild production ourselves. Cool, and cool, cool. We'll be sure to give credit to your work constantly. Oh, <laughs> thanks. And and you know, I, just just to put it out there, um, I'm sure like any boss fight authors will be happy to talk to you. Gabe, the editor, will be happy to talk to you. So, you know, just always feel free to reach out to him or you yeah. know, to the authors directly because I know, you know, it's just so much fun to talk about games. I don't know. I think <laughs> I think Ashley Birch has a pretty full schedule right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's Mike Drucker up to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no, it's like, I think you bring up a good point. You don't know if you try and quite yeah. frankly, it's just That's like, what you did. People, yeah, people well, like talking from, about, you know, man. what they what they spend a lot of time doing. Yeah. It's fun to just be able to, to spout off. So yeah, yeah. might as well try. <laughs> um, which, uh, speaking of, is there anything else you'd like to plug before we say goodbye? Yes, please. Uh, where can the people find you? Oh my please. gosh. Um, well, my website's <laughs> alisnor.com, A-L-Y-S-E-K-N-O-R-R.com. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you can find Sorry, spell that one my... more time for the, sure, I, sure, I sure. spoke over you. Oh, you're good. <laughs> it's, um, A-L-Y-S-E-K-N-O-R-R.com. And there's links to all my books there. Um, I've got there two books is. of poetry coming out over the next couple of years, so... Um, my one poems. roommate she's she's a uh, published poet so, oh nice yeah, what's her name to introduce her to yeah uh ada 
Ada. Ada Wolford. Okay, Ada cool. Wolford. Yeah, yeah. I think awesome. she just released something. Yeah. Yep. Great. Good for um, her. Yeah. And, but uh, everybody, yeah, that's uh, Elise North. Check out check out her stuff. And um, and yeah, perhaps we can and, do uh, this again in the future. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I can, if you're a fan. We're of, always here. If you're a fan of GoldenEye 007, I haven't I haven't gotten to this to the uh, SMB three book yet. But if you're if you're a fan of GoldenEye 007, I cannot endorse this book enough. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like I think I I, I got through it everything probably in like three sittings because I said same I, I couldn't oh, put it down I, I couldn't put it like, down yeah. and it's like and it's like I just had it on my desk it and I was written for me yeah oh, I was supposed to be doing work you. and I was like I was like alright you know I got I got some free time and then it's like two hours later I'm like still reading I'm like okay I should probably do my actual job now and that's not just very kind read. Yeah. thank you so, so much for, for checking it out and for having me yeah <laughs> I think look for us wherever on the socials or our website Yep. I don't know. Sorry. You, oh, yeah. you want me to he do normally the, does the plugs. <laughs> uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at hotbuttoncast.com or at hotbuttoncast. Also, hotbuttoncast.com. Yeah. All our episodes. Also, mm-hmm. I think uh, I I don't know. I mean, this is this might be needed to be edited out. You have you have the uh, uh, so our what friend, do I have? Our friend here is also very verbose in writing his scripts, and he wrote <laughs> three episodes worth of scripts for Goldeneye. Oh, he probably. said that. Oh yeah, I didn't uh, say it was three, but it is. It's, it's, it's a whole trilogy. It's a, it's a trilogy. That's amazing. It's yes. amazing. And it's only it's it. only a trilogy because Tetris was four parts. Tetris was four parts. <laughs> well, that's actually oddly appropriate. Oh, I'm trying to condense it into it. three. Yeah, I, eight and a half hours. I believe. <laughs> oh my final god. Runtime of the Tetris. I was gonna say it's like oh Randy. It's a tale that spans decades. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I can't I, wait to hear that. <laughs> I suggested to Randy. It's like Randy's done so much back. We'll let you know when it's out. This, this guy's an editor. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. bad for you. Yeah, yeah it sounds I'm amazing. used to it. Yeah. Randy could probably fill his own boss fight book with the amount of research he has probably put into that, uh, yeah. that Tetris episode for sure. You should pitch one. You should pitch <laughs> to, to Gabe the next time he, he's open. Oh, that, oh gosh. I, maybe I could repurpose an old script. I don't know. I don't know if I that's too assuming. Say, I, I was going to say Tetris. You did a lot of research. Seriously. Seriously. You should absolutely pitch it. I actually. That's, so, how, that's how I got connected out. with Gabe. Was I just randomly pitched him one April? Like, really? I was, like I want to yeah. write a book about Super Mario Brothers. He's he's open to pitches from absolutely anyone, and um, so you might as well. You could I, you've potential. given me a lot to. <laughs> I uh, I did journalism in college, and I did a little bit of gig writing afterwards. And it's like I always there tell people, I'm just like, just ask them. They will probably say yes. Mm-hmm. It's like the fact that you want to. If do you write it. a good pitch, if you write a good pitch, and you can convince him that like you're qualified to write the book, you yeah. know what you're talking about, and the book will sell because it's interesting. I'll probably say yes. Like, it's yeah. a big catalog, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and really it's, I, we're leaving this all in. This is the best close here. I mean, I like yeah. it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So, wow. I think. Awesome. All right. I think that's it. We will let you well, go. Well, y'all have a great rest of the week. Thanks Thank again for so having much. me. Thank you so much. You too. <laughs> Take all care. Right. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.